Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate News. Recent indie releases. And the other stuff we do, too. Thank you for listening. Let's get started with some listener feedback. Ooh. This is said from, what? This is from Dean Zero. He uh, he listened to our last episode about Core Fault. We, re- we reviewed the game Core Fault. Very fun game. We had a lot of, a lot of good... Good comments, good camaraderie, good uh, conversation about it in our last episode, episode 36. And Dean said, had this sideloaded for a while without investing much time playing, giving it some time this evening following the latest podcast, and I'm loving it. Pretty simple tips and insight you guys gave made a big difference. So thank you, Dean, for leaving that message in our Pixel Panel uh, channel on our Discord, where uh, other listeners are welcome to leave comments as well. So we really appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome. That is very cool. And also uh, probably a good segue into a plug for our Discord, which you can find the link to in the show notes for today's episode, right? Indeed. Yes. Thank you to our new followers over there. Yes. Okay. Now, before we... Oh, go for it, Nick. Uh, I was just going to say thank you, Dean Zero. Indeed. That too. Um, So speaking of Nick and his talking uh, with me, that happened recently and he was like, you know what, Ryan? Uh, this whole boop thing, I got to talk to you about this. Um, you know, Don has made no qualms about the booping being not his favorite. And uh, lis- dear listener, you would be surprised at the number of boops that do not make the uh, the final edit. Uh, but with that said, Nick told me, you know what? Part of the reason this is really getting under Don's skin is that you peak these levels. The levels get peaked. And so they're too loud. So today's boops are going to be nice and sensual. So here we go into the first the first segment. News and notes. I'll take I'll take it. Baby steps. Thank <laughs> you for the intervention, Nick. Uh, first You're up welcome. first up from Pixel Ghost, Life's Too Short GB. That stands for Game Boy. The Pixel the Playdate Classic comes to Game Boy. So yeah. Uh, Oliko Pixel Ghost released Life's Too Short on Game Boy. So it's like a, a ROM or pixel gra- or excuse me, not pixel graphics, but Game Boy graphics and sound effects and whatnot. Uh, it's on itch, four bucks, and I think he made like a physical version, right? I was gonna say, didn't uh, some retro releasing company uh, pick this up? Yeah, Yastuna. Uh, you can pre-order it right now. It's fifty euros, and you can pre-order it. It says limited run of fifty-five games. And it looks like it might ship next month. It says September 2023. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. There is a link on the uh, itch page for if you just want the, I guess, Game Boy looking, Game Boy ROM, PC, itch game. I don't know what all this stuff is. But anyway, it's a thing. If you want to play it, not on your play date. If you don't have your play date. If you're in a group five castaway, uh, you can at least play this in the meantime. Uh, I just wanted to chime in and say that the revamped graphics for the Game Boy look incredible. This is mm. some awesome work. Yeah, they look great. They're popping. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be a ton of work. I mean, that has yeah. to be entirely redone, right? Because the yep. Playdate has like a gajillion more pixels than the Game Boy and a different aspect ratio. So, man that had to have been like making a whole new game, right? Am I mistaken in that, Nicholas? You're you're correct. And uh, the original was written in Pulp, I believe. And mm-hmm. so that's uh, <laughs> wow. that has its own series of limitations, which are 
quite different from the Game Boy. So, and I would imagine not transferable to GB Studio or whatever it is that they make Game Boy games in, right? I don't think so. Hmm. Um, I would be interested to know because this is not the first uh, kind of translation from a Playdate game to a GB Studio game. There was uh, the Bubbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Did Bubbo Collect make the leap or was it a different Bubbo game? It's a different that, Bubbo game. Yeah, that's right. Um, that one is also really fun by the way but uh i i think in in some conversations that we've had with those developers that it's a it's a it's a bit of a, a task to to move it it's not just an you know easy job to do it just a quick update it was bubbo escape for game boy from limited run games thank you mm-hmm. do you mind dropping the link in the show notes if you still have it well or we in the uh, outline then we'll throw in the show notes I will drop it on you in. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Here for you, Don. Um, so, life's too short for the Game Boy. Check it out. What's uh, next, Nick? Well, I am excited that you asked that, Don. Um, do you know how I'm always talking about how the Playdate has this really cool sound chip? Um, well, uh, there's an article that showed up in my news feed uh, from Synth Anatomy. And it's talking about six different apps that are available on the Playdate. They're all developed by the same developer, or Lewin. Uh, and they all utilize the sound chip in different ways. Um, so one of them is a, a sampler, MAS, Music House Samples. Uh, Hexagram is, is like a uh, guitar pedal type processing program for audio um granular allows you to play uh samples with textured uh audio on top of the sample so you can kind of modify the sound that's output from the sample that's being played back and one of the more interesting ones to me is field recorder and this allows recording in 16-bit uh which is uh really high quality um, much higher than typical speaking uh, recording, um, less less high than you know twenty four bit uh, studio recording, but it's still very very high, especially for a portable device. Uh, so you can plug an external microphone into the port on the bottom of the Playdate, and it will uh, capture that audio, which is really cool. Um, and then another one is called Tape Looper. And it lets you load in samples that are recorded from the built-in microphone or from an external microphone. Um, so you manipulate the sounds that are recorded uh, as you would a uh, reel-to-reel tape deck or, or four-track or eight-track tape deck. Um, so it's uh, pretty neat. And then the last app that they touch on is a white noise generator. Um, which I haven't seen very many of those on the Playdate. Um, Don, I, I seem to recall there was one very early on in the life cycle of the Playdate. But... I think this is the one we mentioned because I recognize oh, this dev's name. Yeah, I know he's okay. made several apps and I believe that he made the one we spoke about. Well, uh, I, I was really excited. I'm always really excited when I see the Playdate kind of hit in different um circles you know different different audiences and so this this synth anatomy which is not a publication 
that I read normally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it showed up in my newsfeed because it talked about the play date. Um, so it, it was cool to see this and then have it touch on this aspect of the play date, which I think is really cool. Um, and, uh, you know, really dive deep into all these apps that this one developer has made. I just think it's really neat. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for demystifying some of this, Nick. I feel like it was easier for me to understand when you were talking about it. (laughs) It was a lot of words. So uh, anyway, I do have a question for you about the field recorder. You said it's got some pretty high quality um, uh, recording capabilities, Mm -hmm. uh, 16-bit. So does that mean if you go out and record some audio that it's going to take up a bunch of memory on your play date and is stored on there? Or how does, how does that work? Yeah. So, uh, the, the bitness, the, the amount of fidelity that it's capturing, um, would utilize up, a you know, a, an amount of storage commensurate with the bitness. So 24 bit audio, for example, for studio recordings, at least, you know, a couple decades ago when I was really <laughs> messing around with that stuff in more detail, um, used a lot of space at the time. 16-bit would use a lot less, um, but it's You still... don't know if like, you know, half an hour of 16-bit recording equals the two gigs that are on the play date or like what that would mean for storage on this little device? I have absolutely no idea. Oh, okay. Um, well, anyway... So. <laughs> uh well with that any other questions or shall we move to the next item let's go all Wait right a minute. I, f- I thought of a question Brian. yes okay um, <laughs> i really didn't have a question what was it oh yeah you talked about like something that was like a guitar pedal is that like a wah-wah pedal yeah. Yeah, Wawa would be a type of effects processor uh, a so wah-wah, wah-wah is one... it with a crank crank the walls. I, hmm. I don't know. That one's still in development. Oh, but uh, next app. Uh, the way the way that I read it, it was more of uh take an audio signal and then run it through a processor which is either on or off. So no. most effects pedals don't have that uh kind of analog whying action. Um where you know they have variable levels that you're adjusting on the fly with your foot. Most of them are on or off and then they have presets. All right, or Lewin, this first idea is free. Get to it. <laughs> wah wah on the crank. All right. Crank, I crank think that's that my wah. last question. Okay. Uh, so next up uh, from Engadget, uh, I got the news and this is video game related, but I thought I'd mention it here because Panic is hosting its first game showcase on August the 29th. Uh, and Panic, as we know, is the creator of the Playdate, and I was curious if you all thought there might be some some Playdate-related news drops in this hope so. game showcase. There's got to be, right? So I, they're, I have to imagine, right? They're saying that this uh, direct, or what are they calling it, uh, showcase, game mm-hmm. showcase is going to be about 20 minutes, and they mention a couple of them that they're working on, Despelote and Nauer, uh, I'm not familiar with Nauer, but I did watch the, um, uh, what do you call it? The trailer for Despelote, which looks very interesting. Um, anyway, I can't imagine they're going to spend 10 minutes on each game. I would think that they'd have more than just those couple games. So, man, my fingers would be crossed for some Playdate news and notes. 
It says brand new game announcements. And we've already heard about these games. So there will be these games in addition to other announcements. More details on previously announced games, Noir, Play With Your Food, and Despelote. And it says there's some partnerships. Uh, I saw the word partnerships in here somewhere. Announcements. So, yeah, maybe we'll see Battletoads on uh, the play date or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> some sort of pet partnership. Or what was it? The uh, Doritos tie-in. We got some Doritos and Burger King games in the Xbox. Maybe they're coming, too. What would be good on the play date? Cheez-Its? What's a little yellow? <laughs> Singles, pirate booty. Yeah, your kids eat that. It's been a while, but they've eaten it before. Okay, <laughs> pirate booty. The well, game next from Pan. Regardless of if there is pirate booty or not, um, I'm I'm interested to to see if the playdate at least gets a mention. Um, it's it's rare that Panic has uh, you know this kind of um, direct style presentation, so um, could be an opportunity or not. I don't know, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, That's very great. interesting. Glad you found that and brought it to us, Nick. Uh, would have blown right past me. Cool. So, Ryan, speaking so, of Nick, news. Speaking of what news, you got? I have some too. Uh, I uh, chat with a couple devs, uh, one of whom was Skeenic Route Software, and they said that Four Corners is launching on Catalog on August 29th. So I don't know if that secret... But here it is, just Ooh, for you. Hey, uh, uh, a Hello Playdate exclusive. Point, point this out, Ryan. Maybe. Notice how the date matches up with that uh, Panic Showcase. Mm. So <laughs> stamp in case we're not supposed to say that, and I got to edit it out. Or no, I'm I'm pretty sure he's okay with that. Okay. But also, are you ready for some even more exclusive naughtiness? There's going to be updates to Lilybug that is launching on catalog way off in October. On 10-10, October 10th. Uh, so I got a scoop on this. You guys ready? Well, here it comes yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. There's going to be an added survival mode. There are graphics and performance enhancements, a dashed line indicator for the flight path. Uh, the spider has been made less dangerous. Uh, added heals and power stars that kill the termites. And it will be, uh, it will have global leaderboards for survival mode. So uh, mm. sounds like a lot of updates on Lilybug that's coming to us in a couple months via catalog. Um, also, if you've been following any sort of social media from Scenic Route Software, you know that uh, YGMTB, you're going to miss that bus, is going to be, uh, has been in development. He keeps releasing these <laughs> wonderful gifts. Uh, and he did not tell me when, but he said he's going to be submitting that to catalog soon. So I would think and hope that uh, we'll have a, you're going to miss the bus release from catalog before too awfully long, maybe by the end of the year, question mark. I don't know conjecture at this point what do you guys think about all that from mr skeenick good excuse to uh, pick up a little bug on catalog that's that's one that i kind of forgot about maybe it came in like the glut of playdate stuff or something i don't know maybe it was when the release date came out i remember enjoying it but uh i just blew past it in a way so yeah i wouldn't mind digging back into it especially with the leaderboards and stuff it'd be fun to chase high scores with friends and Totally. Yeah. You, you know, I'm kind of in this, admittedly, I'm in the same boat. I hate to say this, but um, Scenic Route Software put out a 
uh, it was some big wacky sale. I can't remember if it was like five bucks a game or if it was a package deal or something a little while back. And after going nuts about generations and post hero, I was like, give me everything you have. And then <laughs> there were a couple of them that I did not get to play. And Lilybug was one of them. So, uh, man, I got to go back and, and check that out and, or, uh, hop onto catalog on October 10th and really check it out with all new stuff. Yeah, those, those improvements sound amazing. So, yeah. um, very cool. Yeah, what was what was that other game that uh, Mr. Route released recently on Catalog that he just put an absolute ton of, was it? Shift. Uh, Shift, thank you. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. the name. Thank you, Shift. Uh, it seems like once he's releasing these games on Catalog, he doesn't just spit them back out again. He's really putting a ton mm-hmm. of effort into re-releases. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Mr. Raud is not the only developer out there. I also chat with a senior Leadbetter who uh, tells me that Art and is complete. So if you were following the version numbers, he's up to 1.6, and he says it is complete at version 1.6. However, there's a caveat to that, which is <laughs> he said there's an idle mode that he'd like to implement but not sure if it's possible to implement it and keep the game stable. So he gave me like a a little, like maybe if he can make something happen, but it sounds like 1.6 is the version if you are looking for him. He said there's uh, three main series games and then the Art 2 games are a series of standalone gallery experiences and free on any Art Itch page. So little update from Senior Ledbetter. That's so cool. Um, uh, one suggestion that I would have, Ledbetter, is if you are able to implement that idle mode uh, and you make a final version of Art and, is to change the version number to one point ampersand. <laughs> Will that break something? Or? It sure sounds <laughs> like it. <laughs> I don't want to break my flight again. <laughs> I, I was I was chatting with him and I said, you know, uh, thanks for the updates on art and etc. Because there are so many art games now. And he laughed and said, next update uh, or next game release is going to be titled art and etc. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Uh, we won't hold you to it, Ledbetter. But I think that brings us to the end of our news and notes section, which means we are coming up to our Andy inventory. Yes, and as always, don't forget to review and like all of these games. Give them uh, any of the itch games, anyway. Give them uh, some stars. Give them some reviews. Let them get seen if you appreciate what the devs are doing, especially because they're so affordable. Many of them are free or name your own price, so please do that. But starting out first, games that you kind of, I guess, can't review are catalog releases that came (laughs) out today. Uh, This one I hadn't heard of. The first one up is the Tartines show. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Have you heard of this, Nick? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So I, I did buy this because it looked cool, but I have not played it yet. I bought it uh, right before we started recording. But you're a piece of toast. You pop out of a toaster. You do some tricks <laughs> in the air. And you try not to turn into breadcrumbs. Um, it does note in the description at the bottom that there's possible violence against bread. And the <laughs> crank that is used and requires high precision. It also uses the accelerometer and requires that you shake the device. So I don't know. It looks quirky and fun. It's three bucks. So I 
love the art style. Oh my god! I can't animations. stop watching these gifs. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Yes, um, I'm getting. Does the to- looking forward to it. Does the toast have a thong on? It looks like. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't your toast, Ryan? Well, it's an acrobat. It's got a. Uh, yeah. Well, not a thong. Got to be. But, uh, this this is incredible. For success. What does Superman wear? That same thing. No, he does not have a super suit. I think it's a thong. I I don't care what it is. I love it. This art style looks incredible. (laughs) I can see why it was an Insta buy for you, Don. I'm going to have to hop on that boat too. Yes. That's from uh, Flying Oak Games. I do have Neurovoider, also by Flying Oak. That is a twin stick Mm -hmm. shooter with RPG elements. Um, I think I have it on Series X. But uh, anyway, so I mean, they've been around for a while. It's. That's not a Playdate game. It's not a Playdate gotcha. game. No, no, no. This is their first Playdate game, as far as I could tell. Interesting. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, are they a solo dev shop, or is no. it uh, a group? It's a group. It looks okay. like there's a, a few guys over there. It's a French company. Okay. So Great. Pretty neat. And then uh, next up is Crash Mole by Kate Souza. And we talked about this one when it came out on Itch. It's a, mm-hmm. a whack-a-mole game, but you are the mole. And so you walk around trying not to get whacked and you have little hearts and you, the more, every time you pop your head out, you get a point. So you're trying to go around and pop your head out as many times as you can within 30 seconds. Um, so now it looks like with the catalog release, there's online scoreboard support and there's Ooh. a new list view icon, which is very cool. So, Oh, and the dev is, is number one. They got 21. It looks like there's four scores so far. They got 21, uh, boops in the first, 30 seconds so 21 what's now uh bops 21 bops so this sounds like a leaderboard i might have a chance of touching (laughs) uh, if i jump on it right now before this releases (laughs) okay if you come to a red light you can play before the light turns green (laughs) but very fun game it's two dollars plus x uh next up soko by maybe nick can pronounce this dev's name Tyne Curcies, maybe. Possibly. It's a Sokoban game for Playdate. 400 levels. I think we talked about this one. This one was really cool, really polished, uh, really fun. There are seven unlockable characters. It's a it's a, yeah. it's a block-pushing game, a uh, Sokoban game. But seven unlockable player p- characters to play with, plus one catalog-exclusive bonus hero. Ooh. And you can make custom levels and send them around and import them and whatnot, so... Very, very cool. Neat. That one is two bucks. These are all like steals, man. These are super affordable. Yeah. Yeah. This next game is $85. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Next game is Play Dice. It is $8. Uh, I don't, this one kind of sounded familiar, but then I looked at the gifts and it doesn't look familiar. Did you, do you guys, this ring a bell? This does not look familiar. And me. it's uh, made by Large Man. I'm unfamiliar with Large Man, but it looks pretty slick. I don't know. I'll say. Look at those dice yeah. rolling. Mm. All types of 3D dice games. Looks pretty cool. There's Greed, Yacht, yeah. Push It, Solitaire Dice, and Free Dice if you're just playing other games and need some dice. Uh, yeah, looks really slick. So play solo, pass it around, play with friends. Very cool. Cool indeed. And what about la- Crank Tanks? Yeah, last up, Crank Tanks by Ethan Nichols. This is one I've been meaning to pick up for months and just never got around to it. So, uh, Don, this is Ethan Nicholas. Whatever. 
I know, I know your type has to stick together, Nick, but Ethan Nicholas, excuse me. I apologize. Uh, $5. Uh, it's sort of like worms, I guess, but nobody's shooting at you is, is my understanding. Unless you play hot seat multiplayer, in which case, uh, yeah. Things are shooting at you. I, I don't know. I don't know that much about it, except that it looks really fun. And I watched the uh, episode of Destination Playdate when he reviewed it, and it looked really fun on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just never got to it. So now I think I'm going to pick it up on uh, Catalog. Crank Tanks, five bucks. Huh. So Don's into this game. Uh, what about you, Nichols? Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking as a Nichols, you know, have to have to support... <laughs> The other nickels, as Don mentioned, but uh, but yeah, the parabolic arc uh, competitive multiplayer shooter is a genre that I enjoy. So I'm uh, I'm curious, uh, more curious now that it's on catalog because it's it's even easier to purchase. <laughs> so um, I will probably be jumping into this one. I like this state of the art one bit graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Can I name the the enemies, Ryan? Though. Ooh. Mm, we will find out soon. <laughs> what noise does it make when you hit them with the <laughs> <projector? laughs> boop, boop, in a very okay. respectful volume? Yes. Uh, so, uh, what's next on our list of indie inventory? Now that uh, we've hit all the catalog releases, we're done with catalog. We're into the itch space with Joyrider three seven seven four, a game called Rubido. It's a little Chinese checker or solitaire game with four difficulties. Looks like Chinese checkers, but it's shaped like a cross. Mm-hmm. And yeah, has different difficulty settings. Uh, can be played on Windows. So if you purchase it, name your own price, you can play it on Playdate or Windows, which is kind of neat. Huh. It's the game from Cracker Barrel, someone wrote in the comments. <laughs> totally. I was going to say, I remember playing this game when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's the selling point. So, I don't know. looks fun. So, yeah, throw it in there. Did you say it was Name Your Own Price? It is Name Your Own Price. Yes, I did. Yeah. Next up, one of the most anticipated Playdate games of all time. Realistic <laughs> f- fishing uh, game from Totally Under Control. $8. The first, like, big boy, real big boy fishing game for the Playdate. Mm-hmm. Everybody cleared out because they assumed everyone else was making a, a fishing game and Nobody made one. So it's been a year and a half and we're getting our first like big, big boy fishing <laughs> game. So I did play this one uh, and it's, it's fun. It's kind of similar. I hope he's not offended, but it is kind of similar to ridiculous fishing in that you drop a line as on your way up, you're catching fish, the fish fly into the air once you hit the surface and then you're using a hook to spear them instead of a shotgun to shoot them. And, it's a lot more forgiving in a way than ridiculous. Well, I don't know. They're both forgiving, but you can kind of get the hang of like when you need to shoot your harpoon to grab the fish as they're falling back down towards you. And then you have different um, abilities and there's different fish types. Of course you can hop to different islands and locations. There's a shop and there's, there's a lot to it. I didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to. So I'm not super far into the game yet, but uh, there's a shopkeeper. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a little mm-hmm. um, kind of like diary where you're keeping the facts of your catches and whatnot. So lots of cool stuff to do here. So very, very much worth the uh, $8 price. And 
this lives up to the quality of the first fishing game. The bar has been set. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it looks like great. looks like there's a lot going on here. Plenty of gifts to sift through on the itch page if you're wondering what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And lots of patches. He said he made lots of patches the first week, and now he said he's he's done on patches for a while. So <laughs> good time to buy. Nichols, what you got for us? Yeah. Uh, well, have you all heard of a game called Mind Cranker? I have. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. Are you familiar with the uh, hit Windows game Minesweeper? Yes! Tell us more. Uh, well, uh, Minecranker is Minesweeper on your playdate. And you can set um, the board width, the board height, and the mine density uh, to create almost limitless uh, Minesweeper boards to play. Uh, so you play this by pressing the A button to reveal a tile, and it will either be a bomb, which immediately, or a mine, excuse me, which immediately ends your game, or it will be a number. And the number indicates where a bomb is, a mine is in position, uh, in relation to the tile that you revealed. Okay. So, uh, I explained that very terribly, but, uh, if you reveal a two, then somewhere two spaces away from that tile is a mine. And if you hit that Wait, line, no, your turn is ended. That's, yeah, no, that's not what that means. That's what that means. It's that not what that means. No. If you have a two on the tile, it doesn't mean a bomb is two spaces, two spaces away. away. It means, it means there's two mi- within mines the eight here? adjacent squares yeah. are two mines. Well, Okay. Nicholas, <laughs> come on. You're butchering my favorite game. Not my favorite fight, game. Fight, well, fight, I, fight, I do fight, love. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Minesweeper, but anyway, uh, if you didn't know, now you know. That's how you play Minesweeper, yeah. and it's also how you play Minecranker. But uh, so, I would imagine your gameplay was very confused if that was your understanding of <laughs> Minecranker. So the way I normally play Minesweeper is to click around randomly and then uh, see how things go. Um, so yeah, this is uh, I mean, increasing my understanding is, quite a bit. Is that your strategy... At the beginning or all the way through? Yeah, at the beginning. Okay, well, sure. Yeah, because you don't know where yeah, to click at the beginning. To, yeah. 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 So uh, I would like to add a couple things. <laughs> points Go of nuance it. to this review, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, did you have some stuff to say first? I know you played this game. Um, you use the crank to move the board up and down, and you use the cross pad to select a square. That's it. Okay. Uh, break. My turn, I guess. Um, so I very much like Minesweeper. I've played it on Windows. I've played it on my phone. I've played it anywhere I can play it. And now I've played it on Playdate, which is very cool. I'm glad this exists. However, there are a couple points that uh, were a little schmear. How do I say it uh, diplomatically? Uh, I think could... Uh, what do I say here? Uh, they made me not enjoy it quite as much as I thought. I might. Hmm. Uh, The cranking of the screen, I understand why that happens because you've got to have X number of pixel data to make it legible. And when they're that big and you want a bigger board to play with, you've got to move it somehow. So, okay, the crank kind of makes sense. But I personally did not enjoy the 
having to crank to get to more tiles. Um, so I ended up setting my tiles such that they were such that they fit the screen. And I'm trying to remember it was like uh, seven tall by 11 wide or something like that, that I finally came to the realization. All right, that's the, the, the sweet spot. Um, it's a smaller board, of course, but I also like the fact that this game allows you a mind density, as Nick said. That was mm-hmm. an option that I have not seen in the Minesweepers that I've played. So very cool. Uh, who put this out? Uh, B-R-K-E-O-G-H? Uh, Brendan Co. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Brendan. Um, so that one part kind of befuddled me. Another version of Minesweeper that I've played... If you, let's see, how does this work? I should have played this before the episode today, but essentially if you see a square and it says one and you've already marked the mine that you know, or you've marked the square with the mine that you know has the mind, you can double click on the one and it poof, sends away all the other covered squares that you know are blank so you don't have to go around clicking seven other squares around the one it just automatically does it for you and i really enjoy that uh, mechanic in the game because it really speeds things up especially when you're trying for timed games because most of these minesweeper games will have a countdown or a count up clock so you can see okay i got 159 seconds to complete this board i'm going to try to beat that next time so uh i thought that could be an interesting uh mechanic to add to mind cranker if brendan is continuing to alter this game this does not have that option it sounded like if if it did i didn't have it and i'm happy to be corrected did you try uh, shaking so, it no i did not try you shaking mind for the mic <laughs> i did not try blowing into any of the ports on my play date but maybe next time i'll give that a whirl Try the USB-C port. Okay. Um, All right. Sounds like we're done talking about Minecranker. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Pixel except for pick Minecranker. <laughs> my heartfelt <laughs> apology to the developers of Minesweeper and Minecranker, because obviously it's uh, been a little while since I played some Minesweeper seriously. I'll say, boy, but, howdy. Um, yeah, this is going to be a whole new game for you now, Nick. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'll have to have to replay. Well, speaking of whole new games, uh, I also played an indie inventory game called Four Crystals. And there is a disclaimer on the itch page that talks about it being in development. He's just starting out. It surely was a very bare bones game. It looked like somebody was playing around with pulp and trying to get some functionality to work. And they did. But it's extraordinarily short uh currently you can uh complete it in probably a minute or two literally Uh, but i look forward to seeing what comes of this smilure which is the dev of four crystals uh but to follow that up there was another game that purportedly was in development and so after playing four crystals i thought oh well this will be a quick one but boy howdy my fishing boat the name of the game my fishing boat uh it's a name your own price currently and it's at version 0.6 uh but wow there was a lot there in this game this is uh 
a fishing game, but not in the like hook and lure sense. You're there's gosh, where do I even start on this game? It's like an overhead shot of a boat and you're cruising around the waters. You are a sailboat. So you have to take into account the direction of the wind, which you can see from sort of the, these little blowing icons on the water. Um, as you're sailing about, you might encounter a hammerhead shark or a whale or something swimming underneath you. And if you don't get out of the way when they are swimming your way, crack, 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 you hear this big sound effect and it damages your boat. So your boat has a life meter that's kept track of over on the right hand side. Once you find some fish, you can cast your net. If you find other stuff, you can uh, toss out your anchor and lower it into a hole. It, it like switches, uh, switches uh, viewpoints from overhead to side view uh, when you're trying to pull something up. Um, and there, there, there was... Uh, Man, like I said, there's a lot to this game and I'm struggling a little bit to figure out which one to talk about first and next uh, because I think partially because it's in development and um, I did not get very far in the game. But one thing I wanted to finish up with was some really inventive controls for this game. Um, so yet another portion, you try to dock your boat and there are like three things that you have to do. There's a guy sleeping on the dock and you have to wake him up. And so it uses the Playdate's microphone and you're supposed to say, attention, and wake this guy up with your voice. And when you do that, it measures your voice. You're supposed to get it in this like middle range. So you're not too loud and you're not too soft, but you're just right. And if you do that, then that's step one of three. You wake the guy up. Step two is you have to toss your rope so that the guy can catch it and pull you into the dock. And in order to do that, you're whipping your playdate side to side. So the gyrometer, gyrometer, Nic Nicholas, what is this called? Gyrometer? Is that what yeah, it is? All, uh, the shake meter yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it starts with an A. Uh, accelerometer. accelerometer. Yeah, there we accelerometer, go. Accelerometer. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So that thing is used when you're moving your play date side to side. And then um, finally, to dock your boat, once the guy who's awake now catches your rope, then you crank your boat in by pulling in the rope, but you have to crank at a very specific speed. Again, you have to hit this nice middle mark. Anyway, uh, I'm probably talking way too long about an in-development <laughs> indie inventory game, but I had a ton of fun on this one. And there's a lot there for name your own price. My goodness, I can't wait to see this when it's finished up. Once again, that's my fishing boat. Our pixel panel pick of the week. <laughs> you see, you sold me on it. I, I picked it up right now when you're talking. It's a dollar. So yeah, it's kind of cool. cool. I got to wake the guy up. Cool. Very cool. And, and last up uh, for free is a game called Stargazing by B Raver. Raver. Um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you just make constellations. And I was like, yeah, whatever. That's okay. But what caught my attention is there's a daily challenge, and so I haven't tried it yet. But I haven't installed, and I don't. I don't know what. I don't. I guess I don't know what the challenge part is. Like. <laughs> yeah, same. I've baldridged this game, uh, downloaded, not played yet. Okay. And uh, I got it right before we started recording here. So uh, maybe we can talk more intelligently about it next time. Cool. It was a, uh, a game jam um, game. So anyway, 
Cool. All right. Well, uh, speaking of boats and captains, we've got Nicole's Baldridge coming up here for our ooh, boo, 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 boo. pixel panel of the week. Nick, what you got for us? Uh, so I'm going to explain the rules of this game completely incorrectly, and then I'll just need you all. <laughs> yeah, how does Nick play pinball? Is he like, you got to drain as fast as you can? Is he been doing it like his whole life? Or... You want to flip it down? You don't or... use those buttons. You want to get the those ball buttons right in the center holes. Which is genius. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them away. Well, all right. Outlines give you uh, bonus. That's where you want it. That's <laughs> where the specials are kept. Uh, so today's Pixel Panel game is called Dots, and it's by a developer named Indutney. So Dots is billed as a minigame where the goal is to collect dots that fly uh, towards buckets which are located on the left side of the screen. Um, To collect them, you have to rotate these buckets so that they align in such a way that the opening allows the dots to flow into the bucket. The shape of these buckets are like the letter C. So you're constantly rotating these things, and they're at different angles uh, to each other. So you start off with two different buckets, and then as you fill those buckets, uh, something happens, and the uh, angle of the buckets will change. also, at preset <laughs> intervals, additional buckets will be added. You're so, like, scientific about it. So, the, the, the angles of the buckets... Of the bucket. <laughs> the circumference has to rotate 75 degrees. Go ahead, Dick. So, I played this game a whole lot in preparation for this episode, and um, I tried to discern a few different patterns from it. So, my goal was to crush Ryan's high score, and I eventually <laughs> succeeded... Uh, but it really took a long time. Ryan uh, made it very challenging for me. So thank you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I learned is that every time you fill a bucket, I mentioned that it changes the angle that the bucket is oriented. Um, and it either changes it 90 or 180 degrees. Uh, it can also be negative 90 degrees. Um, and it happens seemingly at random. I haven't figured out the pattern yet. But what I will say is that the only way I was able to crush Ryan's score was by miraculously getting all four of my buckets aligned uh, with each other perfectly uh, for a period of time. And then I managed to succeed for long enough that I did it a second time. <laughs> so, uh, so, Ryan, I hate to tell you this, but I basically cheated to win. <laughs> Wait, you so- know... Don, go ahead. What, so did you like intentionally choose which buckets to lose a life on so that you... No. Oh. That's that's the thing. I was going to chime in and say, you, you really cannot control which direction the buckets are rotating or get them in alignment. Um, you're, you're really just fighting for your life in this game and trying to keep as many alive as possible because you've only got a set number of lives or hearts until your game ends. So uh, I too played the heck out of this game in preparation for this pixel panel. To my surprise, I did not think that I was going to play this game as much as I did uh, because of a a, a qualm that uh, became very apparent very quickly. (laughs) Uh, 
but uh, but I did have a great time with this game, especially when I had somebody to battle against and uh, and taunt with a, a score that I thought was 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 very nice until it was not <laughs> nigh unbeatable. I believe were the words that she spoke. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the thing. So you're you're collecting these dots, and it's I don't know, it's not it's not that challenging in my opinion until you hit a hundred, like until you collect a hundred dots, and then all of a sudden there's a difficulty spike. And I, I basically got to like 120 or something like that. Like it's very challenging. And then you're burning through lives right away. And mm-hmm. uh, the gap on the, I'll call them horseshoes. Basically, they say bucket, but it's basically a horseshoe. And the gap yeah. on the horseshoe uh, gets much smaller and the dots are coming at you much faster. So you have to whip, the, whip them around a lot faster on the crank. You got to be a lot more precise. And so you're burning through lives. I mean, you might make three or four of them in, and then you lose life. Three or four, and you lose life. So that's why I only got to like 120 or whatever. So Nick, you got to like what 200 almost? 210. I okay, think. 200. Uh, so yeah, so got so he cheated. He hacked the the ROM or something. <laughs> obviously, I beat the system, Don. Ryan, I trust uh, that he got the actual score because he's pretty good at video games. Ouch. He got like 150 or something. No, no, I trust Ryan. I trust Ryan's score. Wow. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to come to Nichols Rescue today and uh, say that we were in a rare scenario where we were in the same place at the same time, and I actually got to watch Nick's wow. 210-point <laughs> game that was done totally legitimately. I was sitting right oh. there on the couch next to him, and I was literally holding my breath as he was doing it because I did not want to mess up this championship run that he was well, having. I, I saw him blow past my score. My my high score now is 172. My high score at the time was 162. And I really thought that 162 was who that was here to stay. Insane, yeah. 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 I thought so until Nick got 210. <laughs> That's a Tommy score. Like so in the zone. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And like Nick said, every once in a while, you'll luck out and you'll get a little reprieve. And typically that'll happen for me on, you know, maybe three-ish horseshoes or open circles or buckets or whatever we're calling them. And I'll, I'll have a, a little, a little rest and that's nice. But like Nick said, he, 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 he lucked out, got a couple times where that happened, which is just, you know, luck of the draw. It's going to happen on the game. And that is in my mind, as equally a legitimate of score yeah. as any of the other ones. So to be clear, Nick, you did there. You didn't fudge it at all. It just you lucked out, no. right? Okay. Yeah, I I lucked out by playing the game four hundred and sixty two million <laughs> times, <laughs> trying to get those extra four points so I could match Ryan's score. To, to its credit, the game doesn't do much. Like it's just one thing, but it does mm-hmm. that one thing well. It's very smooth. The interface is easy. Yeah. Uh, this is like a WarioWare mini game that is just super smooth. It's the it's the paper plane flying down the the stairwell or whatever over and right. over and over. It's basically that, and it does what it needs to do. It, I read somewhere, and I don't see it in the description, so I don't know where I sold it to Nick that this was a rhythm game, and it is. <laughs> it isn't a rhythm game. It's a rhythmic game, like you're rhythmically yeah. catching the balls. They come at a rhythmic pace, but there is. I, the big spoiler here is there's no music. There is not a rhythm game. I thought it was like, oh yeah, do, 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 like you're, and then the music gets faster, sort of like a runner, a bit trip runner style. 
and it's yeah. not that. I don't know where I got that word well, from, but I've got I got a spoiler for you, Don. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, Ryan, Don, and myself all played version one point oh point seven, I believe. And the reason I believe that the version on itch is unnumbered. However, this game is open source. So I took a, a look That's at the how repository. You beat me. I compiled my own version. No, uh, I found this out much later uh, because I too thought it was super weird that there was no music at all. Now there there are sound effects every time you catch yeah. a dot. There's a little a little a little what, what? a little what a, uh, uh, yeah beep I think. Um, <sighs> but anyway, did you all know that this originally did have music and it was removed? Why? What? I, I don't know. There might have been some kind of performance implication or something. Um, Did you, have you anyway, heard it? it's it, no, but it's in the it's in the past oh. releases. Um, so this game is open source. It's MIT and Creative Commons Zero. So all the assets are Creative Commons Zero, and the game code itself is MIT uh, licensed. So it's free to build upon. So we can build our own Hello Playdate. <laughs> version of dots and include Hello, boop, dots. our boop. In- intro music boop. just over and over again boop. on loop <laughs> um i know where i got rhythm from the genre on itch is rhythm oh there you go yeah, this guy or this person assigned rhythm as the genre which i guess is right it is it's yeah. i guess it's yeah. arcade would be maybe what i would have put it under but well, Whatever. Uh, it's fine. Qualms with categorization aside, uh, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this game for as simple as yeah. it is, um, and without any music. So I, I do have to concur with Ryan that if uh, I was not desperately fighting for my life against Ryan, um, I probably wouldn't have spent as much time with this game as I did. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that as soon as I failed any of the times that I attempted this, I started a new attempt like right away. It, I had a hard time putting it down um, because every time that I lost, I knew it was my fault. You know, the game never slowed down. There was never a problem. Um, it was just my failings as a human being uh, that caused me to, to lose. So... <laughs> That's a that's a cool thing. I, I like arcade games like that. So yeah, it, it was as you say, surprisingly flawless. And again, it's a simple game, but I too did not experience any lagginess or glitchiness or anything like that. And sometimes we differ on that on this show. Like sometimes one person mm-hmm. experiences that and others don't. Um, so yeah, really nicely polished. Very interesting to hear about the present music at one point um if you find a past version or you know whip up that code in some magical way i'd love to hear what was there originally but um they use paint it black or something and gotta cease and desist (laughs) (laughs) uh one one thing that we that Don touched on was that the uh the c shape closes and ryan discovered uh as we were having our, our score challenge that the hearts that you achieve uh, by playing well, mm-hmm. um, you you achieve them every certain number of points. Uh, if you continue doing well after that 100 point threshold, the C opens back up again. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I'm yeah. not entirely certain if that's the case, if there's like an excess of hearts that opens it back up, or if it's just like a threshold number, like if you get past, you know, 160, I, I don't know what, then it starts opening back up. I'm not entirely sure, but I did notice that at some point the aperture of those circles started growing again. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did kind of wish that like you got maybe three points when you filled the bucket, that would have been cool. Like if there was some incentive yeah. for filling them, would have been a little interesting. And I did see there was a comment that it would have been interesting if a, there were like poisonous dots where you dots that you should not catch, like that you would want to deflect. That would have added some uh, variety. Like Aruga style. Yeah. Like yeah. a white dot, let's say <laughs> something like that. Um, which, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of room to use this idea and expand on it, but to its credit, the, the, the thing we're giving it the most credit for is that it does what it does well. So it doesn't need to be everything to everyone because uh, it's good at what it does and it's, it's fine. It's name your own price. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun little time waster in high score chaser. My mean. Yep. And play your own music in the background. Problem solved. Listen to this Um, podcast in the background. (laughs) Speaking of which, if you want to compete with us on our discord, you can find that link in our show notes for today. Come on over there. Join our high score beatdown. We've got tons of games that people are competing on over there. It'd be great to see you in there. Yeah. Come one, come all. Ryan. You're choosing our next Pixel Panel game. Right. I'm driving the boat next time, and I'm going to be chatting about Picky Ricky. This is a game that we uh, actually, Don, brought up on Indie Inventory several episodes back, and I remember not having known about it before, looking at the itch page and being very interested. So, Don, I've got to thank you for this. This is a, it's like a, platformer puzzle game with heavy heavy crank integration very interesting i've never played anything quite like it before i can't wait to talk about it with you guys next week but in two weeks Hmm. i remember you listened to that episode because we had someone else on it ali ko was on that one i don't think so i think it was one where i was present because i remember clicking on the page he he mentioned that it was a difficult game is that true? That's what talked me out of playing it. It was he said it was really hard <laughs> the, because the, I was going to buy it that week. But it's okay. I'll buy it this week. And uh, the reason I'm doubting out. you is because I never click on itch pages <laughs> unless I'm talking to you guys. Oh, okay. Well, so let's I, just agree that I'm right and move on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll it's I'll fine. dig up like, something and prove you wrong next time. <laughs> but I look forward to talking. I believe you. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Until next it lo- time. It does look okay. a lot of fun. Good pick, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And, hopefully, and good highlight in the indie inventory. Whether or not I was present, Don. So, thank you thank for drawing you. my attention to this. Thank you for choosing dots, Nick. Yeah, uh, really fun game. Thanks, thanks everybody for for playing and talking about it. Indeed. And since we have like half a second left, I wanted to make a quick shout to a former student of mine. Uh, Some of you may know I am a professor of comics. Yes, that's a real thing. I teach (laughs) comics at Michigan State University. (laughs) And one of of my very talented students just tossed their stuff up on Itch, uh, a brand new comic that they just made called Mercy Justice Peaches. Uh, We're going to toss a link to that in the show notes for today's episode so thank you very much don for doing that uh but yeah just wanted to get a few more eyes on that so look out 
yeah, I guess I didn't realize that you could read comics on itch. So I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Check yeah. this out. Yeah. You can Thank- get a PDF just like when Zanya Lasagna put stuff on there. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Zanya can do it. Then she can uh, lemon browse. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if you hit the lemon browse page, that is my former student. Uh, yeah. Let me know what you think. If you, if you download it. Well, let them know by rating the comic. I see there's a rate this comic button too. Oh, that too. That too. Very cool. Nice. Very Thank good. You, Ryan. Indeed. Thank you for putting that in the show notes, Don. Yeah, of course. And thank you, gentlemen. And thank you, listeners. Uh, you can always catch us at playdatepodcast.com. And we are in the Discord exchanging uh, golf scores most days. Well, Ryan's not. But the rest of us are in there <laughs> and talking pinball and whatnot. So thank you so much. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks. See ya. Thanks, everybody.